This is Shiano. Today we are going to talk about ukiyo-e arts in Edo period. So first, let me introduce one of the famous ukiyo-e artists named Katsushika Hokusai. Hokusai was Japan's leading expert on Chinese paintings. He is best known of his woodblock paintings, including his famous work named The Wave of Kanagawa, which represents the vibrant and lively wave movement. Hokusai learned not only the principle of ukiyo-e, but had also studied painting skills for many other kinds of art principles. How did ukiyo-e come from? Ukiyo-e arts, namely the art of the floating world, this type of artworks depict primarily the culture that flourished during the Edo period, people's life at the time, and famous views in Japan such as the Mount Fuji. The word ukiyo-e is a Buddhist term to express the impermanence of human nature, representing the pleasures from the ever-changing human nature that people embraced at the time. Before Tokugawa period, Japan experienced an unstable society named the Yusei, where there was a lot of fightings and conquering. But in Edo period, the Tokugawa Bankufu had brought peace and stability into the society, and people were enjoying this peaceful culture flourishing times. So then, Edo period is named the Ukiyo, or the floating world. In pre and early Edo period, Ukiyo-e arts were in painted scrolls on everyday life, such as entertainments, street dancing, cherry blossoms, and women in leisurely pursuits. Due to the increasing demand in the late 17th century, ukiyo-e arts began to be mass-produced using curved wooden blocks due to the greater affordability. I am just wondering the skills of woodblock plant were just developed in Japan or came from continents? Yeah, good question. So mechanical woodblock printing techniques was first invented and used in China during the Tang Dynasty before 8th century CE as a way to duplicate Buddhist texts and books of Chinese origin. As this technology was getting more popular in the rest of Asia, people improved this technique and by the 17th century, Japan was able to produce colored printings such as a single sheet ukiyo-e. As the art market becoming more and more competitive, many artists added colors into the prints, from the originally black and white prints to prints consist of several colors. By 1765, artists like Halunobu designed polychrome prints called nishikie or brocade pictures that provide more realistic and vivid visualization. By the time near the end of Edo period, there consisted of up to 20 different colors in ukiyo-e printings. Most of the ukiyo-e printings were produced for bourgeois city gentry who wanted the image for street life and traditional activities. The single sheet prints were mass produced among the commoners and the government had to step in to censor the prints after 1799 to ensure the subjects were not political or morally sensitive. So now I'm going to introduce the next master in ukiyo-e arts named Utagawa Hiroshige. He is the last master of ukiyo-e tradition in Japan near the end of Edo period. He's best known for his landscape masterpieces, his work's 100 famous views of Edo and the 53 station of the Tokaido had greatly influenced the French Impressionists such as Claude Monet and Vincent van Gogh, who had even imitated Hiroshige's art pieces. Adding on to what you have said, the color Hiroshige used is called Hiroshige Blue, and the different names is Persian Blue. 
Most his paintings from 100 famous views of Edo and the 53 stations of Tokaido can be seen this Hiroshige blue. The way of using this unique blue also attracted Western artists. Very interesting. The blue in his printings indeed is very recognizable and unique, and we have closely looked at two prints from Hiroshige. The first is named Ichigaya Hachimangu. It is number 41 of his 100 famous views of Edo, which depicts some tea houses, stalls for entertainments, reflecting a peaceful and calming life people were having in the late 1800s. And this location had later experienced dramatic changes during the war times and the post-war periods. As depicted in the prints, the shrine is at the upper half, separated by the clouds, with trees and sakura blossoms blocking part of it, showing only the gate and its roof. A small corner of a yellow tea stall is depicted to the left of the shrine. To the right of the shrine, there are watchtower and part of the barrack wall of the estates belong to a wali branch of the Tokugawa clan. There are also many stalls on the streets, such as tea houses, theaters, as well as prostitution engagements. In the prints, there is a tea shrine named Chanoki Inari Jinja on the ground of Kameoka Hachimangu, and it could be the little yellow tea stall depicted in the prints to the left of the shrine. In fact, there were Japanese puppet shows, theaters, and numerous tea houses within the shrine, however, were not showing on the prints due to the trees and blossoms. Ichigaya Kamioka Shrine was established in 1479 as one of the guardian shrines of the Edo Castle built by Ota Dokan in 1457, since Hachiman is believed to be the Shinto god who protects warriors and samurai. After the adoption of Hachiman by Minamoto clan in the 10th century as the deity, this tradition of belief passed down for centuries, including the Edo period by the Tokugawa clan, which was actually a branch of the Minamoto clan. Part of the white estates with barrack walls showing on the left of the prince were the premises of the Owali branch from the Tokugawa clan. The location where the Owali branch premises were in Ichigaya had witnessed numerous critical changes during the war times and in the post-war era as mentioned before. Prior to World War I and during the war, this location where the premises were had become the Imperial Japanese Army Academy and later become the headquarters for Imperial Japanese Army during World War II. In 1946, the headquarters became the International Military Tribunal for the Far East and was lasted for around two years. In 1954, the area became the Ground Self-Defense Force. It was until 2007 that the Minister of Defense was established in Ichigaya at where the Owali estates were used to be. The Ichigaya Hachimangu is now located three minutes walk from the Ichigaya station in Shinjuku, Tokyo. The streets depicted in the prints has now transformed into corporations, hospitals, but the landscape is still in shape. next print to Shiono for more detailed information. Thank you, Miranda. Now I'm going to talk about Moon Pie in Ueno. It's the 89th of ukiyo-e paintings from 100 famous view of Edo. The shape of the branch carves in circular fashion. In Japanese culture, there are three kinds of trees which represent the symbol of good luck, pine, bamboo, and plum tree. The circular shape 
branch is regarded as a full moon which is also associated with good luck. In the scenery behind the pine tree, there is a pond and the town beyond the water. Furthermore, if we look into the branch shaped as a full moon, we will see the town. Hiroshige painted the moon pine in his other painting, which is titled Ueno Kiyomizdo Shinobazu no Ike. The pine tree was destroyed by the typhoon in the Meiji period, and in recent years, the moon pine tree was destroyed in 2013. Actually, the circular-shaped pine tree was artificially created, therefore this moon-shaped pine tree might be well known to people in Edo. I will see the significance of painted place in Ueno. The place where the moon pine in Ueno was painted is a historically important location. The moon-shaped pine tree was located close to the pond in Kan'e Temple. In fact, this temple had relationships with the Tokugawa's since Tenkai established it. Tenkai was a Buddhist monk who served three Tokugawa shoguns, Ieyasu, Ietara, and Iemitsu. Moreover, he gave the god name to Ieyasu after his death. The name of Kaya Temple came from the time period's name and another name was East Hiezan since this temple was built for the purpose of suppressing the Edo castle's unlucky direction. Furthermore, Kaya Temple enshrined several Tokugawa shogun's tombs. Tokugawa Bakku protected Ueno and Ueno shared historical facts with Tokugawa Bakku as well as experienced a historical change to the coming period, such as Meiji period. During the Meiji Restoration, this temple became the battlefield resulting in some parts of temple burning down. So current temple flourished under the protection of Tokugawa Bakufu, however it was destroyed with the decline of Tokugawa's power. So after talking about two Hiroshige prints, their art influences are also important for us to know in order to better understand Japan's position during Tokugawa period in the global system. Let's talk about Japanism. Japanism is a type of culture trend developed in Europe. Especially it began from France in late 19th century. Japanese arts were introduced at the World Expo around Europe and created fat there. Not only paintings, but also crafts, architectures, plays, and books from Japan created the trend of Japanese in Europe. Because of this new trend, antique shops in Europe started selling Japanese artworks. But how did the Japanese spread in Europe even though Japan kept seclusion? Good question. Japan kept seclusion over 200 years until Perry from US demanded Japan to open its country. After the arrival of Perry, when Japan started trading with other Western countries, many Japanese artworks such as pottery and Japan ware were exported to there. Surprisingly, the woodblock prints were used for the protection of those portraits on the way to shipping. Although Japan kept seclusion during Edo period, the Japanese works often were exported to Europe through Dutch and Chinese trades. However, collections these works were limited to Borgias. For example, Maria Theresia, the female ruler of Habsburg dominions, owned the gold Japan ware, so Europeans could get access to the arts after seclusion ended. Thank you. And what are the differences between Western and Japanese style of arts at the time? 
In Western style, copper plate or lithographic print was common rather than woodblock print. Furthermore, while Western printings used the skills of perspective, drawing shape, and tone, Japanese paintings were mellow, simple lines, and vague. But in the mid-18th century, the perspective skill was brought in Japan, and Hokusa and Hiroshige utilized this skill when drawing landscape paintings. Impressionism is one of our principles that tries to capture common senses around us, like our daily lives, but it focuses on compassion, technique, and color. The school of Impressionism was largely influenced by the Japanese ukiyo-e, that is, ukiyo-e style of drawing expressed in Western oil painting. The famous painter influenced by ukiyo-e is Vincent van Gogh. I think many people have heard Gogh works, sunflowers, list at once. And also Japanese influenced the Russian magazine, magazine Mir Iskstuba, known as the World of Arts. The arts movements in Russia were handed famous view of Ido from Hiroshige stimulate Gaho, and he often copied paintings, such as the paintings of Ohashi Atake no Yudachi and Kamedo Umeyashiki. Monet was also inspired and drew La Japonese, which his wife was the model. Monet succeeded in expressing the combination of ukiyo-e and the western style of paintings, especially the influences of ukiyo-e paintings by Hokusai and Hiroshige contributed the development of Impressionism in Europe. They combined Japanese traditional art elements in their own paintings and developed their own style of arts. The background of paintings often contain the Japanese traditional symbols, such as a round paper fan in Western artist paintings. For example, Edward Manet's La Femme avec Eventile has a round paper fan. Okay, thank you, Shuno, for providing so much interesting information. Now, wrapping up our podcast, we have introduced two famously known ukiyo-e artists who had devoted much of their lives into ukiyo-e paintings and prints. They had brought great influences to the Western artists. Through the paintings, we can touch on people's peaceful life in Edo, and these paintings reflect the stability in the society during the Edo period. The development of the techniques used in the artworks allowed more attractive visualization, creating more realistic impression of Japan during the Edo period. The artworks were not only famous in Japan, but were also widely accepted by the Western artists, and they combined ukiyo-e arts elements into their own works, creating a special art style. That is the end of our podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Meiji at 150 podcast is hosted by Tristan Gruno at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada. This podcast would not be possible without the cooperation of the UBC Center for Japanese Research and the technical assistance of the UBC Faculty of Arts, ISIT. Find out more about the Meiji at 150 project, including the Meiji at 150 lecture series, digital teaching resource, and workshop series by visiting our website. Meiji at 150.arts.ubc.ca. Thank you for listening.